All right, we've been going through our series with some of our staff on, on uh, the different ministries in the church. Brother Bird, where are you at? Why don't you come on up? Um, of course, he's not on paid staff, and he runs a bus ministry. That's, that's my favorite kind of staff right there, okay? It's called, uh, but he runs our bus ministry, and our bus ministry has been fantastic, and he's done a great job, you know, all around the country, um, the last thing that really has been that picked up since COVID is the bus ministry. And the fact of the matter, you talk to most churches, they'll tell you their bus ministry is still not back to where it was before COVID. Ours is there. And they've done a great job, and Brother Bird's led them. And it's a vital ministry, and I'll let him explain that to you. So Brother Bird will come and talk to us tonight about the bus ministry. All right. Yeah, I was asking Pastor yesterday, I said, could I get a raise? And he said, yeah, I'll double your salary. So... Uh... Uh, if you know how that works, yeah, zero, you double zero, you still get zero. Man, that was a good song, amen? Who remembers the day you got saved? Who remembers it? That's, that's a, that song is a powerful, powerful thought about the day that you accepted the Lamb of God. And tonight, um, I'm hoping to tell you a little bit about the bus ministry and hopefully uh, get you excited about the bus ministry. And if you've been in a church like this for any length of time, you know that we're big on the bus ministry, and the bus ministry is so important. It broke my heart when COVID hit, and it shut everything down. It just, I, I, I kind of got a glimpse of what other people deal with in other countries, that they can't openly run buses, and it made me much more thankful for the opportunities and the freedoms that we have right now, and even more want to take advantage of the opportunities we have. I remember the first time that I, I came onto a church bus. I came to church. I wasn't, I wasn't raised in church. And I, I went to my pastor and I said, hey, I want to get involved in ministry. And he said, I got the perfect ministry for you. Get on a bus. And I said, oh, okay, that, that sounds good. And I, I'm thinking city bus, right? I'm thinking like we're going to get on, we're going to sit there, and we're going to pick people up and take them to church. And everybody's going to be calm, collected. There's going to be no problems. And it's just going to be really smooth. So I got onto the bus. I grabbed a seat. The bus was late. I, I can't stand that when things are late like that, but I was like, okay, well, maybe that's just how things go. Bus happened to be late that day, and I sat down. I got on the bus. The workers got there. We started picking kids up, and one by one, we brought kids onto the bus, and I was shocked that these kids wanted to come to church. There was no parents with them. They were all by themselves, little kids, barely, barely could dress themselves, snotty nose, hair all messed up, and they're getting on a bus to come to church, and I'm just like, man, when I was their age, I would have stayed home and played video games. I know you guys would never do something like that, but that's how I thought when I, when I was that age. And I'm going, they want to come to church. And they got on the bus, and then we started singing some songs, and the kids knew the songs. And I was blown away that kids would want to come to church that way. And I said, man, I'm, I'm going to keep coming on the bus. So I kept riding the bus, and I just sat there and watched for a long time. Sat and watched, sat and watched. And one day, somebody else stopped being able to be a bus captain, and, and my pastor came to me and said, I think you need to be a bus captain. And I said, okay, well, you know, is there a manual or a training book on that? Or what, what, how does this work? And he said, you got it. You can do it. The Lord's with you. And so I went to it and, uh, and, and learned the hard way. We got into it and, and started picking up kids and our bus grew. And we started seeing people saved, started seeing kids start to come to church. And, and people uh, grew in the Lord. And now they're from, from the bus route, from knocking on doors, going out and inviting young people to church. There's kids in church right now that are adults, that are married. There's families that are full-time staff, pastors, and the bus ministry really does work. And so today, if you have your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter 2. 
Mark chapter 2. And if you have the notes there, I know I kind of messed up. So we're just going to be on the front page of these notes right here. And then I know how some of you guys are. you got to fill in the blanks in your booklet. If, it, if you don't get the, all the answers to the blank, it bugs you. I'm kind of that way too. So those are on the next pages. But we're not going to do those right now. We're just going to look at Mark 2. And we're going to look at the front page of this paper here. Say amen if, you, uh, if you're there. All right, good. All right, here we go. So Mark chapter 2. If you know this story, it's, it's an awesome story. So there's, there's a couple of friends. There's four friends. And they, they have... They have a sick friend, and this sick friend cannot get to the Lord. They can't, he can't get there. He has no way of getting to the Lord. And so these four friends pick him up and carry him to Jesus, and they carry him all the way there, but I got bad news for you. When they got there, they couldn't get him to Jesus. There was too big of a crowd. They were, they were gathered around Jesus, and Jesus was preaching, and they said, you know what? We're not going to let that stop us. And so they climbed up on the roof. And they broke open the roof and they lowered their friend to Jesus and he got saved and he got healed that day. It was a, it was a, it was a great day. And this story really encapsulates, or whatever that word is, it really, it really uh, uh, brings together the, the story of the bus ministry. And why do we have the bus ministry? Oh, there we go. Why do we have the bus ministry? Let's pray real quick and then we'll jump into this. Dear Heavenly Father God, I pray that you help us. Help us as we look into your word. Help us as we... Look into Mark chapter 2 and help us to understand why we have the bus ministry. And Lord, if there's somebody here that is supposed to be serving in the bus ministry, I just pray that you touch their heart, Lord, and help them to want to get involved and drive them to make a decision to get involved. And Lord, if there's somebody here that is away from you and they're not serving you the way that they should be or that they used to be, I pray that you, they get closer to you again, Lord. And if there's somebody here tonight that's on fire for you and excited to serve you, I just pray you keep them going, Lord. I pray you keep them stirred up. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. All right. So why do we have the bus ministry? Number one, it extends access to Jesus. Everybody say access. access. You guys are doing good. Look at Mark chapter 2. Look at Mark chapter 2 and verse 2. It says, in straight way, many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door, and he preached the word unto them. So look at those two red parts there. They says they gathered together, and they were gathered together around who? Who were they gathered around? Come on now. All right, they're gathered around Jesus, and Jesus is preaching to them, right? So what does that sound like? If you got a bunch of people gathered together and they're all gathered around Jesus and there's preaching from the Bible, what does that sound like? Church, you got it. It sounds like church, doesn't it? So it sounds like they're having a church service here. And then look at verse 3. And it says, And when they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of the four. So what, is, so what do you got here is you got four people, kind of like four wheels on a vehicle, right? You got four people who are carrying people to church that couldn't get there on their own. You guys see that? That kind of sounds like the bus ministry a little bit, right? Where we have these buses, and they got, I know they got more than four wheels, but you, know, you can just bear with me in the illustration, all right? They, there's, there's four wheels, and they're going out, and they're picking up people who could not get to church on their own. You guys see that here? And so that's, that's what we see here. We see that it looks like a church service, and it looks like they're running a bus ministry, amen? All right, two of you, all right, good, Amen. All right, good. I'm glad you guys are with me. Look at verse 4. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy, uh, palsy lay. 
When Jesus saw what? Their faith. Who's they? Who's the there? The four, right? Listen, we, don't, we, don't, we get saved by grace through faith on our own. But sometimes, and a lot of times, other people's faith helps us get to Jesus Christ. Would you agree with that? And, and a lot of times these bus kids, if someone did not run a bus to them and have faith in Jesus Christ that he could save them, they wouldn't be able to get saved because no one would be there to take, take the message to them. So you see here that Jesus says, hey, because of your faith, this guy's going to get uh, saved and he's going to get healed. Look at the Bible says, and it says, and he said unto the sick of the palsy, son, thy sins be forgiven. Thy sins be forgiven. And so we see here that it extended access. If these four guys never went out, would, it, would this guy have ever got saved? No, no way. It wouldn't have happened. And so we see that the bus ministry extends access to Jesus. That's why we run the bus ministry. Number two, it excites others about Jesus. Everybody say, say excites. excites. It excites, okay? That's, that's what the bus ministry does. Look at, look at um, my screens aren't lining up here, sorry. Mark ch chapter 2, verse 6, it says, but there were certain of the scribes sitting there. What were the scribes doing? Were, they were the scribes running bus routes? Nope. nope, they were what? What were they doing? They were sitting. And let's see, they, I'm sure they had a really positive attitude about the whole thing, though. Let's look at it. And reasoning in their hearts, uh-oh. They're sitting and they're reasoning. They're not, they're not staying busy for the Lord. And look what it says in verse 7. Why do this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but who? God only. They got that part right, didn't they? Aren't you thankful that Jesus can forgive sins? A lot, some people believe that Jesus isn't God. But who's the only one that can forgive sins? God. And did, can Jesus forgive sins? It looks like we got God in the flesh here. And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, and he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether it is easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and take up thy bed and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, take up thy bed, and go thy way into thy house. I always, when I read this, I, I always picture this. I picture like a queen-size bed on his back, right? And he's like walking down the street with this like big mattress. I don't think their mattresses are that way back then though. So they were probably a little bit smaller. Look at verse 11, or verse 12. And it says, And immediately he arose and took up his bed and went forth for them all, insomuch that they were what? All what? They were all amazed. They said, man, this is amazing. I've never seen something like this. Why? Because this guy got saved. And why did this guy get saved? Because four people went and picked him up. Amen. Look what it says. And they glorified God because of it. But it gets better. And saying, we've never saw it in this fashion. You know what happened is they said, man, we're really, really excited because someone got saved. And they got saved because four people picked them up. If you're here tonight and you're, you got saved and you're in church right now because of the bus ministry, would you stand up for me real quick? If you're saved because of the bus ministry, stand up real quick. Look around, look around. If you're saved because of the bus ministry, look around really quick. Because a bus came and picked you up. Look, I want you to look around really quick. Would you guys come, would you guys come down here and line up, uh, line up from like, uh, come down up front here. Do we have any little guys here? Where's Matthew? There's Matthew, yes. Matthew, you line up over here, and then you guys line in order from over here. Matthew, all the way in Bentley, all the way down at the end. Brother Paul, you all the way down at the other end. Brother George, you all the way down at the other end, too. Look, look, these guys, you guys ride the bus to church every Sunday? That's why you come to church, right? 
This, if, if we didn't have the bus ministry, would you guys be in church? No. And so, and sometimes these guys mess up. Sometimes you guys mess up, right? Sometimes they're not perfect. Sometimes, and I know, I know none of your kids do, do bad things ever, but sometimes kids from the bus ministry mess up, right? And sometimes they don't do things that they're supposed to do. But they keep coming to church. Aren't you thankful, thankful for that? Aren't you thankful that they keep coming to church and they keep coming every single Sunday, even though sometimes things are good, sometimes things are bad? They're here every single Sunday, every single service. They're here. You see them every single Sunday, no matter what, right? Amen? But, but our goal is not to just reach them here and leave them here, right? Our goal is that they grow up and get a little bit older. And you guys all come to church because you rolled a bus, right? And you guys are in high school, just graduated, you just graduated high school. And then eventually they grow up, right? And what happens when they grow up? They become adults, right? You're an adult now, right? Yeah. You're a Warriors fan though? Yeah, a little bit. Boo, boo. Yeah, you can be like, but, he's, but, but he believes in Jesus, so we're good, right? We're all friends here, right? He grew up. Why did he grow up? Did, raise your hand if you knew he was a bus kid. Nobody knew. You didn't know he was a bus kid. You want to know why? Because he grew up. Because these guys are going to grow up. And they grow up, and then guess what? They get married, and they grow up in the church, right? And they get married and come to church. Why? Because somebody invested into them. You know how many hours somebody invested into Brother George, Brother Paul, Miss Rolls? People are investing into them, putting time and energy. And a lot of people don't even know that these are full-grown bus kids now. You don't, you don't know. They're just, just like you and just like me because somebody invested into them. Because why? Because the bus ministry works. Yeah. But it has to be worked. Yeah. Now, let me, let me just, this is an illustration to prove my point. Who's now more excited about the bus ministry now that you see it illustrated this way? Raise your hand. You're just like those people in that house that day. Thank you, you guys may be seated. Thank you so much. You guys did a great job. You're just like the people who were in that house that day that you said, man, I see this guy got saved. He got healed and he got up and he walked, and now we're excited about serving God. And now you see this here, and you go, man, I want to be involved with the bus ministry because the bus ministry works because it extends access. And the bus ministry works because it excites people. You're not going to have, I, I, I'm selfish. I think that the bus ministry is the best ministry in the whole world. That's what I think. Under The church and then the bus ministry, for me. Why? Because you can go, there's no other ministry that I know of that I can go out on a Saturday reach people on, and get them into church on a Sunday, get them baptized that week or the next week, and they start coming to church every single week. There's not, there's not a lot that you can do that. And I don't mean one person. I don't mean five people. I don't mean 10 people. I mean 100 people that you can go and fill a bus, bring them to church. I don't know a lot of other ministries that can do that. Anybody know any other ministries like that? That's the only one that I can think of that you can do that like that, that quick, and reach people. And, and I, I heard a quote one time. Sometimes people say, why do we focus on kids? Why do you put all this energy, all this money into kids? Well, you want to know what? To be honest with you, when you reach an adult, adults have baggage. Adults have baggage. Adults come with a lot of stuff, amen? It's true. And I'm not saying don't reach kids. We need to reach the old and the young. But these young kids down here, I got a lot of hope for them. I got a lot of hope for them. They have their whole life in front of them. They haven't made a lot of the mistakes that I made. They haven't made a lot of the mistakes that, that you've made. Yep. And, it, and, and there's, so there's a lot of hope for them. There's a lot of future in front of them. And it's really exciting when we see these young kids coming to church. I don't know if you see it up here on the, the top row every single Sunday. And I'm thankful for Pastor. He says, you bring the bus kids in. Bring the, not everybody's okay with that, amen? Because sometimes it causes a little bit of trouble. Bring them in. Fill up the top up top. 
Fill them up, fill them up, fill them up. And the kids are seeing, they're watching. They're watching you down here. They're watching your families. They're watching your kids. They're watching your life. They watch how you come in and out of church. They watch you open your Bibles. They watch you sing. They watch you get baptized. And they're, they're growing. Some of them are growing, and some of them are going to do amazing things for the Lord, and that's exciting. Say amen if that's exciting. Amen. So number one, it extends access. Number two, it, it excites. And number three, it it executes Jesus' mission. Look what Jesus told us to do. It says, Luke 14, 23, And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be what? If you know this story, they went to the, they went to the rich people first. Yeah. Right? They went to the people with money. They went to the adults. They went to the people who, who, who were a little bit higher up in society. Yeah. And a lot of them rejected the offering. Right? And we're supposed to go out. We're supposed to reach, try to reach everybody. But then what did Jesus say? Jesus said, you know what? I want you to go out into the highways and hedges. I want you to reach those that are crippled. I want you to reach those that can't bring themselves in. I want you to go and reach the people that can't help themselves. And I want you to reach those people, and I want you to fill my house. You know what? To me, I think of the bus ministry right away. And I, and I, I started to think about this. See that little red dot right there? Everybody see that? That's, that's L.A. County. That has more people in it than every state that's blue up there. I want you to think about that. In driving distance of us right now, there's more people living in that little red dot than any other state that's blue there. There's only a couple. It's bigger, it's bigger than almost every single state. There's only a couple states that have more people than that little red square right there. We got a lot of people packed in here. We got a lot of people right here. And, and not only that, we have people from all over the world here, too. This is, this is a diverse community. Amen? Culture shock for me, right? Amen? Culture shock. A lot of people from a lot of different places all over the world. You say, man, I want to reach, I want to reach, any, name a country. They're here. I want to reach these people. Over. You don't even have to be a missionary. You can just go down the street, and there's a whole community for those people. You can go reach them right here. And there, there's so many people here. Now let's just look at Long Beach. Long Beach has 461,000 people, almost a half a million people within three minutes of us right here. Yeah. Go right up and down the freeway right here, five, three to five minutes. Half a million people. That's, that's wild. Of that, 117,000 of them are kids. 117,000 of them are kids. We currently run 150 to 200 people on our buses. That's how many people we bring every week. About 100, and the bus captains are doing great. We have three bus routes. Or four, if you, count, if you count Spanish, we have four bus routes. And we run about 150 to 200 people every week. So if the bus ministry is so great, why isn't it flourishing more? Why don't we bring two, 400 people? Why don't we bring 500 people? Why aren't we bringing, right? Why, why, why don't we reach more people? Well, let's look, go back to Mark chapter 2. One reason that we don't reach more people is because of spacious, space issues. Look at Mark chapter 2, verse 2. And straightway many were gathered together in so much that there was what? There was no room. There was no room. We can relate to that here, amen? There's no room. There's no room. We don't have room. We got to put classes outside. We got to put classes out front here. We got to put classes out on the grass. We got to put people in the parking lot. We got to have tents and everything like that. Well, guess what? That's all about to change. And we're going to have too much room. And we're about to have too much room and not enough people to fill it, right? It makes me think of D.L. Moody. I think he's probably the father of the bus ministry. And I might not agree with everything doctrinally and all those kind of things, but you know what he did? He, went, he was in a 
kind of a, a little bit of a, like a stuck-up church a little bit. And he went out and he reached the street kids, the kids that didn't have parents. And he would take a wagon and he would go pick them up and bring them to church. And he reached so many people and his Sunday, class, his Sunday school class grew so much that he eventually just started his own church. Just reaching kids. Just reaching kids. Does that sound familiar? Does that, if you know, if you've been here going to church here for very long, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? You, you can, God, God honors that. God honors reaching young people. And we have, we, we have space issues just like these guys had space issues. Space issues, but guess what? That's all about to change. That's all about to change. Number one is space issues. Number two is servant issues. Look at Mark chapter two, verse three, and it says, and they came unto him bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of how many? Four. This is the honest truth, okay? I'm just gonna be honest to you with you. You cannot reach, it, it takes several people to reach one bus kid. All those people I showed you up here were not reached just by one person. Does that make sense? Somebody picked them up. Somebody dropped them off. Someone fed them. Someone discipled them. Someone encouraged them to read their Bible. They had a Sunday school teacher. They probably got into a Christian school. Someone probably put them under their wing, took care of them. There was a lot of people. We see here this man was reached by how many people? Why? Because he couldn't help himself. Now, adults are different, right? When we go out, we go soul winning. You should be at summer saturation. You're going to go out. You're going to knock on doors. And you're going to say, hey, you should come to church. Here's here's an invitation. You should come to church. And what do they do? They get in their car. They drive themselves to church. They go, oh, what a beautiful church. And then they drive themselves home. They don't don't need that much more support. But bus kids are different. There's a lot of labor that goes into reaching a bus kid. And you have to decide that, hey, I'm going to invest that labor. I'm going to invest into those kids. And so we see here, the reason the bus ministry isn't flourishing the way that it should be, we have space issues. Number two, we have servant issues. Look at James 1.27 says, pure religion. What kind of religion? Is that like the best kind? Amen. Is that the best kind? Pure religion. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this. What is it? You guys know? To visit who? To visit who? And what? Widows in their affliction to keep himself unsp- and keep himself unspotted from the world. I'm, I'm not asking you to do this, but I wondered if I asked you right now, are you involved with peer religion? Or when was the last time you were involved with peer religion? I wonder what you would say. I'm not, I'm not asking you to raise your hand. I'm just asking you. I'm, I'm just reading you a Bible verse, and I'm asking you a question to answer in your own head. The Bible says, I'm just reading what the Bible says. Raise your hand if you believe the Bible. Okay, good. We're in a good crowd. Raise your hand if you believe the King James Bible is the word of God. Okay, good. Okay, good. We're, you're in a good crowd. All right? Here's what the Bible says. I'm just going to read the Bible to you. Peer religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit, what does visit mean? To go to, go to them, right? Not them to come to us, correct? Amen. Amen? To go to them and visit them and visit fatherless. If I asked you if you're involved with peer religion or the last time you were involved with peer religion, I wonder what you would say. I wonder if you would say, eh, it's been a while, or eh, no, you know what, I'm not really involved with peer religion. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. This is, this is, there's a servant issue. There's a four to one ratio to reach somebody. We need more servants. And I, and I know a lot, of people, a lot of you do serve, right? Amen? A lot of you do serve. And that's great. But we need more. But we need more. Amen. All right, good. Now everybody's mad. All right, here we go. So why fatherless? Why did God say peer religion was about widows and fatherless? Did you know that the fatherless and the widows, and there's also the stranger, those are the three protected people in the Old Testament. And I'm not going to go into that tonight. 
But I'm just going to give you some facts that why our country's in the mess that it's in. I'm just going to break it down for you really, really quickly. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, 19.5 million children, more than one in four, live without a father in the home. You say, okay, well, what's the big deal about that? What's, why does that matter? One in four children live in a home without a dad. Children living without their father in the home are 47% more likely to live in poverty. You think God knew that when he said, go visit the fatherless? Yeah, he knew that. Infant death, listen to this, this is crazy. Infant death within the first 28 days of life is four times higher for those absent fathers than those with involved fathers. Don't you think that's crazy? Do you think God understood that when he said, hey, make sure to go visit the fatherless? And listen, if, if, you're, if you have kids and you, don't, and you don't have a father in the home, do the best that you can. Keep your kids in church. Yep. Amen? Yep. Things happen, right? Do the best that you can. Keep them in church. But God wants us to have a father and a what? A mother. A mother. And, the, and God says when someone doesn't have a father, to go and visit them. Okay? Look at, look at, look at this next. Children living in a female-headed how, home with no spouse present have a poverty rate of 476 over four times the rate of children living in, with married couples. Look at, look at, I'm just going to read these things off really quickly. They're four times greater, this is fatherless children, four times greater risk of poverty, more likely to have behavioral problems, twice, twice the great, uh, greater risk of infant mortality, more likely to go to prison, more likely to commit crime, seven times more likely to become pregnant as a teen, more likely to face uh, abuse and neglect, more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol, Two times more likely to suffer obesity. Two times more likely to drop out of school. Why? Because they don't have a father in the home. You think God understood that when he said, go visit the fatherless? Absolutely he did. Absolutely he did. So you say, man, I'm sick and tired of what's going on in America. Raise your hand if you feel that way. Sick and tired of it. I'm, I, this guy, it's this guy's fault, it's this guy's fault, it's this guy's fault. It's this. Who's going to go reach the fatherless? That's how we're going to fix it. Someone has to reach the fatherless, the fatherless kids... Someone has to go and reach them for the Lord. Who's going to do it? Is the Catholic Church going to do it? Is, is the government going to do it? Or are they going to give more free money and that's going to fix the problem? That's not, that's not going to fix the problem. Who, who in Long Beach is going to do it? It's going to be us. It has to be us. If you, if, we, if you truly, if you truly, and I mean this sincerely, if you truly want to see America go back to the Lord, you got to reach some fatherless kids. You have to because they're the next generation. And I just, I'm just giving you statistics. These are, this is not from a Baptist website, by the way. Amen? This isn't something that I pulled up from a Baptist website. This is, this is government statistics. Government statistics. God knew that we were in trouble when, when the fathers are not in the home. So why, 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 does the bus, why is the bus ministry not flourishing? Space issues, servant issues, sanctioning issues. Look what the Bible says. And when they could not come nigh unto him because of the press, they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let him down the, uh, the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. I want you to think about this. Imagine it was packed in here, and Jesus was up here preaching right now in our building, and it's packed, and all of a sudden the roof started breaking up. It starts breaking up, and crumbs start falling down. Pastor would not be happy. What? Hey, Brother Tim would say, what in the world is going on with the building? And they're ripping it off. They're like, don't worry, we're just bringing this kid to Jesus. And I don't think people, OSHA would not be happy. OSHA would be down here tomorrow going, okay, who lowered the kid? Who broke up the roof, right? We got, there's, there, 
we got things that we got to deal with, but these guys didn't let that get in their way. You know, when you run buses, sometimes things are going to get dirty. It's just the way that it goes. Sometimes insurance is going to be a little bit higher. You know how much insurance is? It's expensive. Insurance is the oldest racket in the game. All the oldest companies in the world are insurance companies because you pay for something, you don't actually get anything. Amen? It's expensive. Gas is expensive. Say amen right there. Vote properly. Repairs are expensive. When the kids break stuff. When the kids break stuff. When the kids break stuff. And they're going to break stuff. It's expensive. Driver's license. They just, all the driver's license stuff now, they're like, okay, to get a driver's license for a, a bus, now you have to, it's like, it's basically like flying to Mars. It's, they, they made it like so many fees, jump through this hoop, this hoop, this hoop, this hoop. It's expensive. It's not easy. Is it harder than breaking up a roof and dropping a kid in, though? Proverbs 14.4, where no oxen are, the crib is what? Hey, you can keep the crib clean. You can keep the barn clean if you don't bring any oxen. But there's, but there's no power. There's no power if the ox isn't there. And when you got the ox there, you're going to have power, but you're going to have to clean up after the mess. Amen? And if for the city people, that means the, the ox goes to the bathroom there. Amen? All right, good. I'm a city person, too. I don't even know what that means. All right, next. And we're almost done. We're going to be done in three minutes. You guys still with me? Amen. All right, good. Next, the reason that the bus ministry isn't flourishing the way that it should be is because of skeptic issues. We saw this already. We saw the, the, the Pharisees, the, the scribes, they reasoned in their heart. Is, is the bus ministry really worth it? You notice here there's two groups. Look at the verse with me. It says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of this palsy, son, thy sins been, uh, be forgiven thee. And look at verse 6. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Do you see the two groups there? There was the guys that said, we have faith in God, and we're going to do whatever it takes to make sure this guy makes it to the Lord. And then there was another group that just sat there and watched. They just sat there and watched. There was two groups. I wonder what group you're in tonight. One group takes action. One group points out all the problems. One group has faith in God, and the other group had uh, faith in a dead religion. They were just practicing religion. They weren't, they weren't interested in actually doing what the Lord wanted. They were just interested in playing church. Amen. One group was willing to do what it took to make a difference, and one group was willing to do what it took to stop it from happening. Matthew 18.1, and we're almost all done. And at the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Look at verse 2. And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, Verily, I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as a little what? Children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. And look, he, he put a cherry on top here. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as a little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whosoever shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth who? When you bring these bus kids in, I don't care how bad they're being, you're receiving Jesus Christ. On the authority of the Bible, I'm, I'm sharing that with you. When you reach these young people who don't have anybody else to reach them, you're reaching them on behalf of Jesus Christ. You're receiving Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible says, amen? That's what it says. So how can you help reach these little ones? We got some uh, handouts for the, the ushers that are going to grab for us really quickly. How can you help some of these little guys? Number one, we need more bus captains. We want to start another bus route. We have the bus. We have the gas. We have the insurance. We have, we have everything that we need. to. We have 117,000 kids to reach but we don't have a bus captain that will show up every Saturday and say, I'm going to go out and reach this area. 
We don't have it right now. That's the next thing that we need. We need a bus driver. Buses only work if we have bus drivers. Buses only work if we have bus drivers. We will take anybody as a bus driver if you can drive a bus and you get a license. If you come to church, we need bus drivers. We ask people, people say they're going to do it, then they don't do it. People say, I'll sign up for it, and then they fall out because it's, it's, it's a little bit difficult to get your bus license. It's a process. It's not easy. We need bus drivers. We cannot reach more kids if we don't have bus drivers. And we need more bus workers. What is a bus worker? How we set up the bus routes is pretty simple. We get a bus, a bus, a bus driver, a bus captain. They get an area, and then they get area workers to go out and work apartments and work neighborhoods. And then that bus ca- uh, worker goes out, knocks on doors in those areas, goes, finds kids, says, hey, kids. This is how easy the bus ministry is. Hey, kids, would you like to come to church and get some candy? And what do all the kids say? Yes, and then you go to the door and you say, hello, ma'am, um, how are you doing? My name's Gary, I'm from Pacific Baptist Church. You've never met me before, but I'd like to come bring your kids to church and give them candy, and guess what they say? That sounds like a babysitter, absolutely. Yeah. 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 When will you have them home? This afternoon, fully fed and all squared away, teaching them about Jesus. Great, see you, see you later this afternoon. You say, is that how it works? Absolutely, that's how it works. Should it work that way? Probably not, but that's how it works. That's how it works. Lastly, EFL. Stand up if you're in EFL really quickly and we'll be all done. Stand up if you're in EFL. Who knows? Raise your hand if you know what EFL is. Raise your hand if you've never heard of EFL before. Wonderful. Okay, good. Here's EFL. EFL is earning for learning. The kids that you see standing up right here all pay their own school bill every single week. All of them came to church on a bus, got saved, and then said, I want to come to the Christian school. And we said, great, you can come to the Christian school if you can pay for it. And they said, okay, what do I got to do? And we, we help them work and pay their own school bill to come to the Christian school. These kids have more character than I had at their, they have 10 times more character than I had at their age. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would have just dropped out of school. I'm just being honest. I would have said, I'm not, I'm not working that hard to come to school. These guys come to work every day. They have good testimonies. And I'm hard on them. You can ask them. I'm hard on them. They have good testimonies, good attitudes. And, and, and they, they do a great job. You may be seated. Thanks, guys. This is, so you say, why do we have EFL? We have EFL because when the bus kids get reached and they say, I want to do more for the Lord, then we get them into EFL, and then you see this line all up here. That you saw all that? That's our goal, is to get those kids to turn into those adults. Amen? Amen. So you say, man, I want to be a part of that. Man, I want to be involved with that. Man, I want my kids to be involved with that. Man, I want to, I want to, I want to have something to do like that. Does everybody have those little sign-up cards? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father God, I just pray that you help us, Lord. America is falling apart. Long Beach is falling apart. People are not going, things are not going in the right direction. We have so many young people, Lord, that just need you. So many people that need the Lord Jesus Christ. And we see these people in the Bible, Lord, that they just, they didn't stop, Lord. They just kept going. They kept going. They, 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 their friend couldn't walk to Jesus, so they carried him. Their friend couldn't get to Jesus, so they broke the roof off and they lowered him in. And Lord, I, I, we need some people like that. We need more people like that. We have several, but we need more. I just pray that you help each person here, Lord. If they, if you, if they're, if they feel called to do something more for you, I just pray that they take that step of faith, just like I did, just like every bus worker does. It's a scary step, but I pray that you help, help us to take that next step. With every, head eye, uh, with every head bowed and every eyes closed, I wonder who would raise their hand and say, you know what, 
I need to do more to reach this next generation. Who would raise their hand and say, that's me? Good, hands up all over the building. 